Welcome back again to another episode of the Pen to Profit podcast. It's your friendly neighborhood copy editor, Ray Evans here, and I've got a real special episode for you today. I'm joined by Becky Parker Geist, the owner and founder of Amplify Audiobooks. In case you didn't know, audiobook sales have been skyrocketing year over year with no signs of slowing down, so we're going to walk you through the audiobook industry, how to produce an audiobook, and tips to guarantee your success to ensure that you're ready to capitalize on this trend and explode your book sales and land more readers. We'll get into it right after the intro. Welcome to the Pin to Profit Podcast. This show is the fiction author's one-stop shop for all things writing, from pinning captivating prose to the nitty-gritty of grammar to tips, tricks, and insider advice on marketing to turn your passion for writing into cold, hard cash. Because the only thing better than writing the next great American novel is making a fortune doing it. Am I right? With our guidance, you'll be raking in book sales faster than a cheetah on roller skates chasing a squirrel with a winning lottery ticket. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get ready to go on a rollicking ride into the realm of riding riches. Because the Pin to Profit podcast starts now. All right, and we are live. Welcome, all you Hemingway hopefuls and aspiring Austin's. This is Ray Evans here, your friendly neighborhood copy editor, proofreader, and writing consultant with a very special episode of the Pen to Profit podcast. So I was in the bath yesterday. I was thinking about what I could do to bring you guys the most value possible. I wanted to get the foremost expert on publishing, and I decided I knew exactly who I had to get. Johan Gutenberg. Then I realized that I actually don't have a time machine and he's been dead for about 500 years. So I got the second most, uh, the most supreme authority on publishing today. I have uh, Becky Parker Geist. Becky Parker Geist is the founder and CEO of Pro Audio Voices, which is a Portland-based company serving clients internationally as a go-to place for exceptional audiobook production and marketing. And she's the producer of Amplify of the Amplify Audiobooks app, creating a more equitable audiobook platform, offering authors the highest royalties and most control in the industry. AKA, she's going to help you guys to sell more audiobooks so you can get more money off of your hard-earned stories and work. And that's what we're all about here on the Panda Profit Podcast. So, Becky, say hi to the Panda Profit Podcast family. Hello. It's so good to be here. Thank you. And so could you tell our guests, uh, what's your favorite uh, book and why? Oh, well, my favorite book. Uh, well, the first one that comes to mind is called One Plus One. It's by Jojo Moyes. And um, I, I just love her very flawed characters. And I also, I, I listened to them uh, to I listen to her books in audio, of course, and she's, you know, there are multiple narrators, and each chapter is read by a different uh, different actor, and they'll do such a great job. So, oh wow, I'm gonna so actually write. Talk. I've never heard of that. I'm gonna write that down, and I will check that out. I appreciate that recommendation. Yeah. All right, so 
Let's get right into it. So I was actually uh, looking you up and Amplify Audiobooks is really sounds really interesting. And I'm really interested in learning more about audiobooks. And I'm sure the audience is too. But yeah. I also heard that you used to be an actress. So I was a little curious. Could you tell me about how and when you decided to initially get into acting? Uh, yeah, well, I think I've always loved acting from the time I was a little kid. You know, we used to have this back in the day, you know, when like 45 <laughs> records were a thing. Uh, we had a little Flintstones one, you know, and I used to walk around. I probably drove my family crazy because uh, I was always imitating Fred Flintstone. And, you know, I was ha having so much fun with the voices. Uh, by the time I got into high school, it, you know, theater was my favorite thing. Uh, went to college for acting or at theater in english and then grad school got my mfa in acting and yeah i just I, i'm i'm still an actor i will always be an actor and it is a, a great passion and i'm so i so love the fact that i can be narrating audiobooks as you know and performing them uh you know even when even when theater may not be uh, a, a viable option, uh, you know, with pandemic and such. So, yeah, it's great. Oh, oh wow. That's pretty cool. So were you like uh, doing that? Can you do a yabba dabba do for me right now so I can yabba hear? Yabba dabba do. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. You're cute too. Wow, that was like a 10 out of 10. You sounded just like Fred right there. I, I really like that. So, so about the acting, were you doing more of like, a, was this like a theater, a film, a TV, commercials? What kind of like a... Yeah, mostly theater. Uh, that was my main thing. And um, I have done some film and, you know, some uh, not not a lot of on camera in terms of like commercial stuff, but I've done some indie films. I The one feature film I did with Jeff Bridges was uh, Tucker. But, you know, if you blink, you'll miss me. I was an extra. I passed him on the staircase, you know, <laughs> um, and, you know, um, but I've always loved I've, I've always loved being uh, in the theater on stage and and working in that way because there's such a, a connection with the audience. You know, it's so present. And I love that. Like you can feel the vibration of connection. It's awesome. Oh, wow. Like when I was in college, I used to uh, be into like an improv comedy and it's kind of and it's, it's kind of like acting as well. And just yeah. thinking of like going off the cuff and just like thinking of random stuff. So yeah. you said you did do a film. Have you ever met any uh, like famous actors? Um, well, Jeff Bridges is probably the most famous. Well, and then I, I've met Ma Matthew Broderick. We went out um, and Alan Ruck. We went out after a performance they did of... Uh, uh, Bleacher, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but they were performing in San Francisco and Alan Ruck went to the same, so I went to University of Illinois, mm -hmm. Champaign-Urbana for grad school and he had just graduated undergrad, but because we had mutual friends, we connected a few times. So that was kind of cool. Uh, and I, I guess I've I've met other, I've met and worked with many like Tony award-winning actors directors because i've done a bunch of off-broadway work um more on the production side in new york oh awesome so do you have like any uh i don't know like any funny stories or anything like does matthew Broderick have like web toes or you know anything like that yeah well i you know i, I don't nothing think... incriminating nothing incriminating yeah, so. I, I don't i wish i did you know i uh you've made me think about that but i 
I don't think I really have any any um any stories that I can share or yeah because they were they were brief or you know we were working side by side but not really having um you know the the kind of like hanging out in the in a doing a barbecue or something kind of experience so you know yeah Got sorry <laughs> basically uh they had you sign an nda and you can't say anything that's okay i, I understand i understand all right maybe uh when, after the interview we can discuss those uh those those are uh, spicy yeah. sorted stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. So I was kind of curious, like uh, from going from uh, theater and acting to the CEO of your own company, Amplify Audiobooks, that's a pretty interesting career pivot, you know, to uh, put on your resume. So could you explain how you made the transition from uh, doing theater work into like audio into the audiobook industry? Yeah, yeah. One of my first jobs out of grad school was doing, uh, I got a contract at Talking Books for the Blind, uh, American Printing House for the Blind in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I was I was there initially on a contract by contract basis doing audiobooks. This was back when they were reel to reel tapes in a studio. I mean, it's like really kind of nuts when you think about the technology now. But um, I was I was told uh, pretty quickly that I was one of the favorite narrators. And so they hired me full time. So I got to do a lot of, you know, just really, I was there, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, recording audiobooks, magazines, all kinds of things. And um, I, I then I was only there for a couple of years. And then I moved to California. And at the time, it was not a scenario where we could easily have a home studio that would have been really expensive. You know, it just we weren't in that technological place yet. So um, I wanted to like start my own business, but at that time it just wasn't feasible. And I was a new mom. So I had, you know, my kids and then my kids were when they, my youngest of three daughters uh, started taking a voiceover class. I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Um, I put that career on the shelf. I want it back, you know? And so, <laughs> That's what I did. I got back into it. I got an agent. I started doing commercial work and and I wanted to do so much more. And I was remembering I had always loved that audiobook experience. And so I decided to start my own company. And at first it was just me wearing all the hats, solopreneur, you know, working from the time I got up to the time I could couldn't function anymore. <laughs> and and then about, it was really about 2017, 2018 that I started to uh, grow my team. And I really wanted to serve more clients in more ways. And, and now we have narrators all over the world, audio engineers all over the world, clients all over the world. And it's, uh, it's a really exciting place to be. Audiobooks are growing in double digits for over a decade, you know, it's just like, um, exponential growth. And, uh, so I'm, you know, so being in the right place at the right time is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, but I get to do what I, what I'm really passionate about. And I think what my, my true gift is, and that makes me really happy. Oh, wow. That's Wow, that's awesome. Like I personally, I like audiobooks a lot myself and I've noticed that sometimes the like the 
how to say it's like the energy or the narrator it really helps to like accentuate the actual story and it's almost a different experience than actually just you know reading like a paper book yourself it, it adds more depth and more nuance and more energy to it and i find audiobooks myself personally to be like really convenient because i can listen to one while i'm working out in the gym or from uh yeah. commuting or from driving somewhere so i'm sure you've probably looked into this before but for people who might be skeptical about, you know, the audiobook market, uh, do you have it? You just kind of alluded to this a moment ago. Do you have any trends or stats that kind of prove that, you know, the audio that the audiobook market and audiobook sales are like on an upswing, and this isn't just like a passing fad, like a yeah, troll dolls no passing, or something? Yeah, this is no passing fad. This is like they are. They've been growing. The industry has been growing in double digits for over a decade now, wow. and there is no sign of it slowing down in fact it seems to be increasing uh year over year and um so we're talking about you know in the 20s and 30s percentage that it's increasing and of course when you when you think of all oh, the market's bigger now so it if increases the in the percentage even now it's like really an upswing so i mean if you don't if you're an author and you don't have an audiobook edition of your book and it's uh anything other than like i mean even a coffee table book sometimes you know but if if your book is is mostly about pictures or it's a reference book you know okay that makes sense to not put it into audio but most books really should have an audiobook edition if you want to reach your full audience because there are so many of us out there who really either don't read text-based versions or not so much anymore you know uh so you're missing out and and that's i think one of the really big reasons to do an audiobook um and you know just to um i know that for some people uh, that can be a real challenge you know, uh, in terms of like the budget piece, because it's expensive to have an audiobook created. It is. That's that's a true thing. And uh, from and I for many years, you know, there really wasn't a a really effective way, I'll say, uh, to for an indie author in particular to be able to recoup that investment. But now. There is, and that's what I'm. I'm like so excited, so stoked about this. Is this is like a dream come true for me? It's something I've wanted for years. It's, we launched Amplify Audiobooks this year as a platform. There's uh, there are apps. You know, there's an app in each of the stores, and what it does basically is it's it's a standalone platform that. It's in addition to, you know, I still think it's good to have your book on Audible and all the places where people will be looking. But hey, you know, the truth is when we're out there marketing our our books and our audiobooks, we're the ones who are directing traffic. We're, we're the ones saying, please, you know, if you want to get my, my audiobook, buy it here. So why would you send them to Audible? Because Audible is going to pay you the lowest royalties of anybody. It, it just doesn't make sense, right? And yet most authors are doing that. So what we created is this platform, Amplify Audiobooks, where you're not only earning massively higher royalties on every sale, but you have the tools to direct people to the website. So 
for example, you can't run a promotion if your audiobook is on Audible. Sorry, that you just can't. That's the truth. They're not going to cooperate with you on pricing. You know, you can do it with your print, you can do it with your your ebook, but they don't make that as an option. And that's true on all the platforms. It doesn't matter where you are. So, um, so on Amplify, you get to control your price. You set the price, so you are always in charge of that. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Etsy of audiobooks. So, you've got your own store on the platform. You control the price. You control the metadata. You get to run a promotion. You know, put your book on sale. You get to create a discount code. You know, maybe you've got a group of people and you think, ah, you know, I'm going to do this book launch. And for you people, I want to give you a discount. You can do that. And here's the big thing, the biggest piece. You actually get the information for the people who bought your audiobook on Amplify Audiobooks. Now, you know, when somebody buys your book on Audible, you have no idea who it is or how to reach them. It's all, you're just working in the dark. But with Amplify Audiobooks, you actually are building your, uh, your list. So you can reach out, you can build community. And that's so powerful. Wow, it really sounds like uh, Amplify Audiobooks is really uh, like putting the power back in the hands of the, uh, the self-publishing authors. I had exactly. no idea, like, I had no idea that Audible paid such a, do you know like what the, uh, like the average royalty rate uh, authors are getting on Audible is? Do you have well, any idea? Okay, so they say that they you can either choose 40% for exclusive or 25% of non-exclusive. But they don't say of what. Mm. It's going to be of what they choose of the net that they choose to sell it for. So not even like if you understand what like gross and what net means. So the gross is the actual sales price that a customer pays. Right. And then the net is, you know, what... Uh, what's left over after expenses have been paid. Okay, so first of all, so Audible is going to choose what they sell it for. They might decide to give it away in exchange for somebody subscribing. So they'll get the subscriber payment and you'll get nothing. Oh, wow. Or, you know, maybe they'll sell it for one credit. Um, so maybe it'll be fourteen ninety five, And so you'll get uh, like $2 and... 72 cents something like that for that whereas for that same book if you sell it for 14.95 on amplify audiobooks you mm -hmm. get $9.71 wow per sale so you can see that pretty quickly you're going to see a huge difference oh absolutely i had no idea that that um that audible was paying like so little that makes me feel, I feel like i feel like a jerk now cuz i actually have an audible subscription <laughs> I'm about yeah, to, well, I'm going to go and cancel that right now. Yeah, I did for a long time until I realized. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, this is really not good for the authors. You Absolutely. know, so then I, and then I switched over to audiobooks.com for a while because I knew that the authors were getting at least a little bit more. But still, that's only 35% of about what it sells for, you know, and here, you know, you, you just now, it's just amplify audiobooks. That's it for me, you know, because oh, yeah. I want to support all the authors who are on that platform. And uh, yeah, so for listeners, it's a great way for us to increase our impact as we vote with our dollars. <laughs>
Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to jump in right now to your audience. If I had gotten your book on Audible for a credit, I am so sorry right now. And I sincerely apologize for that. I had no idea until Becky just enlightened me uh, how much of a short end of the stick that, you know, Audible was actually, you know, giving to the the authors who basically are the foundation of their platform. And I, I think I'm actually going to sign up for uh, Amplify Audio and start uh, purchasing books through there myself. Um, so... Something that I'm not uh, too clear on, I'm pretty sure the audience might not be as well. I'm pretty sure that audiobook production is a little bit more <laughs> complex and complicated than me just uh, whipping out my iPhone, hitting voice memo, and just like reading uh, each and every page, like, uh, you know, into my voice memo. So could you like walk us through like all the steps of audiobook production from like start to finish? Uh, yes. And I will give you an abbreviated version because we just don't have enough time to do, okay. you know, to go in depth on all the pieces. But yes, there's like basically like five main phases. So the first is pre-production. And this is actually an area where a lot of audiobook production companies don't pay much attention. And I think it's a real sad thing. Uh, it's, yeah, I think it's pre-production is so important and it includes basically two main things. So that's the casting. So the, the voice and they, yes, they do that, um, you know, cast the audiobook. But the other thing is the manuscript preparation. Mm -hmm. There are so many opportunities in an audiobook for, um, like in any audiobook, it just depends on like what the exact opportunities are, but, when you understand that if if we think about our goals like if we want people to come to our website which we should right what are the ways that we can invite them there that will be enticing well maybe for example we have a bonus interview at the end of the audiobook but we only share the first part and then we invite them to the website to listen to the rest mm -hmm. Or maybe we have a visual, a chart or something in the website or photos, you know, we say, oh, these are available for you on my website. There's so many different things that we can do. And, um, you know, so there's just not attention paid to those things. Um, so that's one thing is that that pre-production process. So that's step number one. And then you go into production. So that is uh, recording and then editing so that's an, having an audio engineer go through making sure that it's clean audio meaning there's not a lot of you know the dog barking in the background you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the leaf blower things like that that are always ongoing challenges um but then also making sure that the words are all right and that uh the characters are consistent and things like that so once that so it's been recorded, it's been edited, then the author gets to listen to it and review it and make sure that everything sounds right to them. And then there's what we call pickups. So any corrections that might need to be made. And then that process is again, going back to the narrator usually, and then the, and the audio engineer to insert those and then reviewing again, and then once the audio files are complete, if there are any music or sound effects, usually that's when those would be inserted and mixed in. 
That could be anything from a little music at the opening and closing credits, or maybe if you have a meditation in your audiobook, this is something you'd figure out in pre-production, well, maybe you want to have some music under that so you have a good listening experience, right? Um, so then that would get layered in, you get those, then those mixes would get checked by the, the author before being finalized. Once you've got it all final and you've got gathered all your metadata, you know, your book description, all that kind of stuff, and your cover image is to spec for audiobooks, then you go into that submissions process and the distribution, which uh, is amplifying audiobooks. And then uh, we use a digital distributor to get out to all the other channels. That's in, in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that marketing. Was <laughs> just a little bit more complicated than than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, and I have uh, worked with authors who did try that thing where you just talk into your phone and and they couldn't get it they they couldn't get it to pass. They they it wouldn't be accepted, you know, in trying when they tried to send it in for distribution. They're like, "No." And once I listened to the files, I thought, "Well, no wonder. Of course not." Because, you know, there were all these stumbles. It was not edited at all. It was, it was kind of a mess. Um, but yeah, it, audiobooks, you have to have a, a pretty high standard for the audio quality. So it's everything from oh, yeah. the sound of your booth, you know, the room noise, uh, room floor or noise floor, uh, RMS, peak levels, things like that, that most people just kind of glaze over when you talk about them. Um, <laughs> Then there's also like the mastering process is kind of about when you have the finished audio, then you you master it so that your sound quality is consistent throughout volume and such. Um, yeah, it's complicated. Oh, oh that's interesting because uh, uh, in my in my uh, wayward youth in my twenties, I actually uh, used to be like a uh, like an electronic music producer and it kind of sounds like uh, the audio process it, it's kind of similar you, like you said you do the mastering to make sure the volume is good and like it has mm -hmm. to be like you said it has to be a really crisp uh, like polished product in order for people to get like the full experience out of it and it's definitely not something you can cut corners with so audience do not record this on your iPhone talk to Becky and she could <laughs> and she could hook you up and help you get a professional high quality sounding uh like audiobook yeah so yeah. so now that we've just gone got a high level overview of like the uh the whole production process of uh what would you say are in your based off of your extensive experience would you say are like maybe a uh, two or three of the most important keys for like producing like an engaging audiobook uh yeah the first it would be uh the choice of the casting, the choice of the voice. Um, and that, you know, many authors come to us and say, um, okay, I'm planning to record my audiobook. And so that's a, a deeper conversation as to whether that is actually the best choice for their audiobook. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes they listen and sometimes they don't. And, um, you know, uh, the thing is, it's so important because your your narrator, whether it's you as an author or someone else, can make or break an audiobook. Oh yeah. As to you know, and 
I have had the experience as a listener when I, I found an author I really liked and I listened to one of her audiobooks and I was like, great. I went back to listen to another one of hers and the narrator was terrible. I was like, I can't, I can't listen to this. So I gave it up and I did not go back to that author again. Wow. And in fact, I still haven't. I just found others who picked good narrators, <laughs> 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 you know, so it really makes a difference. Um, so that's number one. And, oh, yeah. and then the other is finding, I would say, finding the team that is a good fit for you. Yeah. You know, um, when we're on a, we do start off with a discovery call with, with our clients. And that's our first thing is we want to know, are we going to be a good fit for them? And are they going to be a good fit for us? Because if we're, you know, kind of talking different languages, and I don't mean like English or French, you know, I'm, <laughs> we're just like not in alignment, then it's not going to be good for either of us. We want to make sure we're kind of on the same page. And, um, you know, because that way we can, you know, when we are working with, with authors who are um, engaged and really want a successful audiobook and are willing to work collaboratively with us, you know, relying on our expertise and, and when we're working really as a team with them, that's awesome. If they're like, I just want to hear the voice that's in my head, that's probably not a good fit because the voice in your head is only lives there. It's, it doesn't live anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people want to hear the voices that are in my head. There's about five or six of them and, and they're not, and they're not really nice. So, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely got to agree with you. We said about that voice, cho the choice of the voice that, that is so important. Like, like one of my favorite uh, movies is you probably seen Ferris Bueller's day. If you know, like the, oh, the teacher, yeah, Alan, yeah, yeah like, like Ben Stein, he's hilarious, but I would yeah. not want to listen to an audiobook that he read. Like yeah. Bueller, like I just <laughs> couldn't read it. It was the yep. best of times. It was the worst of times. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie several times. Because yeah, Alan Ruck, who, when you were asking about what yeah. famous actors I know, yeah, he was in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see so i guess that pretty much we did a high level overview of like the importance of audiobooks uh the step-by-step -step process of audiobook production so let's say that uh, i'm an independent self-publishing author and i wanted to uh to reach out to you or to pro audio voices to see like you mentioned earlier uh if the company is a good fit for me, uh, mm -hmm. how could how could people reach out to you and find out more about Pro Audio Voices and actually book that initial discovery call? Yeah, uh, so ProAudioVoices.com is going to be the best location, and there's a on the homepage. It's you know book a call. Uh, there's there's and there's lots of information. You know, if you want to just if you're someone who wants to poke around first and kind of get a feel for who we are, that's there's a lot there that's available to you. You can hear samples of our work. Um, and I think, uh, you know, but we we love meeting authors and and collaborating with them and, and strategizing with them, you know, it's like one of the things that that well, uh, let me back up and then I'll then I'll come back to that. But uh, uh, for listeners, you know, for people who just want to explore the Amplify Audiobooks platform, you can go straight to audio, AmplifyAudiobooks.com and uh, see, see what's there. But uh, what I was going to bring up is that, um, you know, that sort of final step after production mm -hmm. is about marketing. 
you know, and it's been historically really challenging for authors to have a way, like to be able to just have the tools to be able to market their audiobooks effectively. And that's where one of the ways in which Amplify Audiobooks has really stepped in to make marketing an option. Like, because what, what was happening before was that, let's say you have an audiobook and you think, well, I need to send them all to Amazon, right? To, to Audible. And you put a button on your website or you do some social media posts and you say, go buy it on, on Audible. Well, since you have no, there's nothing, there's no leverage there, right? There's no, you know, you can't do the promotional pricing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, and yet we all know that marketing is key to our success. So it's, it's, you know, it's been a real kind of, to me, kind of really challenging place because it costs a lot to create an audiobook. And then how do you get that return on your investment? They make it so, made it so hard. So now we have the way to do it. Yeah. Game yep, changer. So, right. So you heard it here, folks. Go to proaudiovoices.com. Book your discovery call today. Take that Amazon button off of your website. Jeff Bezos does not need another super yacht. You <laughs> need a super yacht. <laughs> ASAP. All right. So I think that we are all set today for this episode of the Pen to Profit podcast. Becky Parker Geis, I want to thank you for joining me today and dropping all those value bombs today. And as always, this is Ray Evans, your host, signing off. And as we say around these parts, the pen is mightier than the sword. Unless you're in a sword fight, then you might want to reconsider your options. Have a great night, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Pin to Profit Podcast. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us today, swing by iTunes or your podcast app of choice and leave a rating and write a review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get more of this grammar goulash delivered piping hot to your ear holes every week. And if you're looking for more tips, tricks, and free trainings that aren't available anywhere else, click the link in the show notes to join the Author Success Hub Facebook group. It's one part mastermind group and one part creative writing workshop. Except you can attend in your pajamas without judgment. Plus, you'll be mixing it up with fellow authors who are all about that writing and profiting life. Until next time, keep putting pen to paper and turning those pages to profit. Ciao.